Ah, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it. Ew, ew. Big Fish shit, y'all know what it is. Got the OG Big Fish podcast. And just to give y'all forewarning, I'm recording in Miami. I got the windows open, the balcony and everything. Um, It's hot, I don't like the AC. So uh, you may hear some planes flying over or a little downtown noise, but it is what it is, all right? That'll bring you a little bit into into my environment, into my world a little bit more. Um, So bear with me, I don't like the AC, like I said. But today we have a a very, very, very uh, emotional show. Or I shouldn't say it. It's not going to be an emotional show. It's going to actually be the opposite of an emotional show. Um, It may, quote unquote, trigger a lot of you. Um, However, it is what it is. That's what we do. We have real conversations. And I always bring it to y'all as direct as I possibly can. So without further ado, the topic for today is we are not our parents politically. We are not our parents politically. Now, who exactly am I talking about when I say we? I'm talking about black, African-American, indigenous, whatever you want to call us. We are not our parents when it comes to politics. And this is almost... I don't know if this is a warning to Democrats or reaching out to other political parties to kind of let them know as well, but it just is what it is, just speaking my mind and letting you know what I've been observing in my day-to-day life, and we're going to get right into it. (laughs) You could tell it's one of those things where, you know, initially you kind of got to walk on eggshells, but I'm... It is what it is, like I said. So we're getting right into it. I'm going to give you a few different ways, a few different statements that separate how we view politics compared to how our parents and possibly the generations before them viewed it. And let's just get right into it. So for one, we don't get triggered by the same emotional things you bring up to make us hate the Republicans. Yes, the evil Republicans. So who am I really talking about? We're not, our, we're not the same just blacks that are just going to go with the Democratic Party uh, just because. Just because that's what our parents did. Just because that's what our grandparents did. This is not religion. Um, this is not something that just gets passed down. This is something that needs to be examined and reexamined on a daily basis based on who's providing the policies that are putting us in the best possible position to be successful. Period. So let me state that again. We don't get triggered by the same emotional things you bring up to make us hate the evil, the quote unquote evil Republicans. We don't care about your promises that haven't amounted to real results. 
We don't care about the hope Obama finessed us on like a pastor. We don't care about you marching black people in front of us to sell your products. We don't care about, where we go? Sorry, missed one. We're not just voting for people because they're black. We're not getting finessed to care about everyone else's politics more than we do ours. Um, for example, the LGBTQ community, the Hispanic community, Mexican, Asian, and others. Not to say that there's anything wrong with considering um, or we're, we're not against those communities, but when it comes down to it, we're going to be as quote unquote selfish as everybody else is. Everybody else cares about their particular group's policies or their particular group's advancements based on policies. So we're going to care about our, our group's advancements based on policies. We can't just vote on you because you did something nice for another group. That's not what everybody else does. All right. So try to take the emotions out of that, but there's certain things that need to be getting done for us. So therefore, we can't let you neglect certain things that you promised to do for us and still support you based on, oh, well, they still did something for all those other groups. Not how it works, all right? Moving on. We're not okay with you choosing unqualified people to interview the candidates so you can appeal to us, for example, Cardi B, and Charlemagne. Now, I'm cool with Charlemagne, but with all due respect, there's a lot of other qualified people that could have interviewed, let's say, Joe Biden. For example, somebody that Charlemagne interviewed, uh, when we talk about people that are deep rooted into the political game and have been on every single side of politics. You, get, you think of somebody like a Dr. Claude Anderson. Now, Dr. Claude Anderson was interviewed by Charlemagne because of his political prowess and because he's is so knowledgeable in that area, as well as just black history, African-American history, we don't have to go through that, but just the history of our people. And from a financial standpoint, you know, the books that, he, that he's written just based on how we can succeed economically, he's the type of person that would be qualified to have that interview. Sorry, my dog Charlemagne, but I'm not sorry. Uh, and the last one is we care more about how the policies affect us rather than the quote unquote mean words your competition says about us, right? The, the, the evil Republicans again. So those are the statements that I wrote down when I was thinking about having this conversation with you all and let me be clear that this is not all black people. Um, this is not as far as when I say that we are not our parents politically. There's a good amount of us that are our parents politically. There's a good amount of us. And there's a good amount of us that will just blindly vote for the Democrats just based on everything their parents did, just based on allowing them to tap into your emotions and, and finesse you into thinking that, what Joe Biden said, you're not black if you don't vote for the Democrats, or he said for him. But the same applies to the Democrats overall. And it's a, but there is a select group. There is a select group of free thinkers and people that can just take a step back into just being sheep and going with whatever the crowd does and thinking for themselves and saying, hey, I'm not going to approach this from an emotional standpoint. I'm going to approach this from a logical standpoint. What makes sense? Not what hurts my feelings, 
what makes sense for me and my people based on the policies that are going to be put in place by a particular group who has promised me for years to do certain things and then they don't do them and then what what always ends up happening that i realize is that you know i had these conversations with uh, my parents their friends and you know a lot of a lot of my friends as well like i said we're all not thinking how i'm thinking but there's a growing amount of people that are definitely not their parents when it comes to this so getting back to the conversation that i said what i have that i have it's i can point out certain issues that i have with the democrats just focusing on the democrats and immediately the response is not to address what i asked but to say oh well the republicans did this and it that's like a defense mechanism it's almost as if you're in school and the teachers addressing something that you did as a mistake and here you go oh well such and such did it how does that even sound address what you did address what you did we're here to talk about what you did and then whoever else can worry about you know what the other person did you know what i mean but first or then we can worry about what the other person did but first hey let's take some accountability and uh some ownership in what we've been supporting the group that we've been supporting i should say so and then the the response that i always get is that oh well you know when i say like well the democrats promised a b and c well the republicans didn't do anything for a b and c and i'll respond and say well we overall don't support the republicans so how can you put more onus on a group to do something for you that you do not support and have never supported on a large scale you put more <laughs> you 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 call out the fact that they haven't done anything for us rather than call out the group that we've blindly supported blindly supported for decades and they haven't done anything now of course there's going to be a lot of people say oh well well they did this they did that it's minimal it's minimal let's be real and if anybody's being real and, and let me be very clear i don't care about any of the political parties i don't care i'm not in love this is not we are not fans rooting for sports teams it's not like i'm going into the season every year saying that the dallas cowboys or the giants are the best team in the league knowing damn well that they're not all right you can't play fan fanatics and fandom when it comes to real life politics all right I don't care who I need to work with. I will work with whoever, when it comes down to the political parties, who's going to get a deal done that is most favorable and aligned with the outcomes that I'm looking for to put my people in a better place. That's what every other successful group does but blacks. And what do we do? We just continue to get finessed. We will just like how Barack and Michelle look, oh, they look nice, they dress nice. And I will say this, it was amazing to see Barack as a president because what it did do is it showed us that growing up when we're in elementary school and we're going around saying what we wanna be when we grow up, before it was probably like a laughing stock 
I, I would imagine, like not amongst the kids, but when you say, oh, I want to be the president of the United States. Shoot, if I was a teacher, I would have been laughing inside, you know, before Barack became president. I would have never thought that that would happen. Um, however, uh, you know, after it happens, I realize, like, you know, it's just, I hate to call him a puppet, but at the end of the day, he's just a part of, he's a, he's a tool or a part in a bigger system. All right. And he was marched out in front of us for specific reasons. And a lot of those things were to sway us in a certain way and to pass certain policies and laws while he was in office that our group typically wouldn't vote for. But because it's Barack, you know, we just rocked with him. Now, he ran his whole first campaign on hope. Now, when I said earlier that he finessed us like the pastors do, Pastors, I'm just being real, regardless of, you know, how you feel about your religion or not. Um, and I don't want to get into a religious debate because that will just ruin this whole conversation. And I've learned that because I've done that before. But just from a standpoint of selling hope. And it just is what it is. You know, a lot of times the, the pastors are there to make us feel better um, and to give us hope. But. I don't go to, I don't go to a pastor, but I, we can't have the same type of thinking when it comes to, or maybe I, this is, this is a weird top, but I, like I said, I'm just going to be straightforward. How most black people go to their pastors, I can't personally afford to go to a politician like that. Somebody that's putting policies in order. All right. So when you sell me on hope, I need more than hope. Save the hope for something else. All right. I, I don't I, I don't get moved by hope. I get moved by real work. So here, while we are sitting back, getting influenced and happy and excited about hope, everybody else is <laughs> not emotionally invested and they're just getting stuff done. All right. They're getting moved by policies. So when I say that, you know, somebody like Barack or even somebody like Biden, uh, Biden, let's 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 stop and talk about him for a little bit. Biden, who single handedly, or I don't know if it's single handedly, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's responsible. You know, when you think about the crime bill. A lot of the stuff that. We're trying to. Fight against now and reform, you know, to bring some of our, our um, relatives home that got locked up for these nonviolent drug offenses uh, that, you know, get 25 years to life or whatever, whatever times they get just based on selling drugs that, you know, are the same type of drug, you know, let me, so you get locked up for that in the black community for crack. But when it comes to cocaine and other drugs that other communities use, the, the, the prison time, the sentences, they don't add up. All right. They're not they're not aligned with each other. So Biden is responsible for probably ruining with this crime bill more black families than a guy like Trump could ever imagine. Or, you know, 
we, we could ever imagine, I should say, ruining those lives. But we put more emphasis, and this is, this is the response that I get. Oh, well, I think that was Biden back then. You know, Biden's changed. Okay, so then why do we judge Trump based on him putting out the full page article on the Central Park Five? That was back then, right? We have to be consistent. We can't pick and choose based on who we like. We are not in high school voting for class president based on who's going to make the mo have the most pizza Fridays, all right? And who's gonna have a, a, a field day or I don't know, whatever dumb stuff we voted for. Who's gonna have the best senior class trip? We cannot approach real life politics with, like that. It's, it's childish, it's naive. So therefore, when you get a guy like Biden who, like I said, is, is very much responsible for a lot of the, when we talk prison reform, he's responsible for a lot of that and has admitted to, to some of it in, in the, the way that Biden admits it, almost like a, dang, see, I'm gonna get in trouble. Almost like a, a dictator or a, ah, I'm not even gonna, ah, almost like a dictator admitting they're wrong, like, it's like he doesn't even what's what's the point of admitting you're wrong if you're not going to actually address those wrongdoings and when i say that you're not going to address those wrongdoings here he was he told for one when he interviewed with charlamagne i told you he said you're not black if you don't vote for me the most disrespectful thing that you could possibly say to a group because it pretty much just implies that hey you know, I think you should just vote for me just because you're black. I don't care, what, you know, what's the alternative? You know, it, it's very disrespectful. It's almost like, well, nobody else going to do anything for y'all black asses. So you might as well. I, I will. You say some shit like that. I, I'll, I'll not vote for you just because of that. Just because of that. Like, oh, OK. He just going to talk shit. He just let he just let me know every, exactly how he feels, how low he feels about me and my people. No way I can support that. So let me get back to, you know, Biden. We already said that, you know, he's responsible for a lot of the problems that we're now trying to fix and reform. Let me ask you a question. You would think that the type of guy that did this would make helping black people his number one agenda, right? because he, he cares so much about us. They need our vote, they need this. And that's such a, a, a huge wrongdoing. I don't think that he's done that uh, on that scale of wrong to any other group. So you would think that, hey, my biggest wrongdoing, that would be my number one priority, right? These are my people, right? They, they support me, they vote for me, all that. Before the election, you said that your number one priority was the LGBTQ community. And like I said, I have nothing against, you know, the LGBTQ community. Uh, I actually think we can learn a lot from how they go about doing things and how they go about making sure that policies, um, they take power into their own hands and, and get stuff done. I think we can learn a lot from how they do stuff. Um, however, Biden didn't put a crime bill out or uh, a, a, some, a, a bill against LGBTQ people that destroyed thousands and thousands of their families, broke up families, created a lot of, contributed to a lot of the culture that we have today where 
fathers are not in the households and a lot of the problems between the dynamics of black men and black women. Now, I, let me be also very clear. I take accountability. So therefore, we played a role in that. We played a role in that. So therefore, and I don't put responsibility on anybody fixing our problems more than I do us. However, it is a bit of a slap in the face when you have somebody who acknowledged a certain level of wrongdoing and understands whether he admits it or not exactly what it did to our community and our culture and then you put somebody else's agendas as your number one priority it just is what it is like i said there's a lot we can learn from a lot of these other communities such as the lgbtq community um, so when 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 we talk about a lot of these issues a lot of it goes in circles when I have these conversations, especially with the older generations. They just don't understand. They just can't see themselves voting for any other party than the one that they've voted on or voted with for their entire 50, 60, 70 years of life. Or, you know, since they, I can't say 50, 60, 70 years of life because, you know, obviously you don't vote until, what, are you, 18? So... I, I can't say everybody, but and maybe we need to change that voting. Is it 18? Whatever. So you vote for these people for your entire life, but you're still complaining about the same issues. Does that make any sense? Clearly, nothing has been done. I can go back and listen to Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. You know, we got the same birthday, my birthday brother. And, and a bunch of other black leaders, and you play their speeches now, and it's the same thing. Literally addressing the same thing. Now, I'd love to say that, you know, almost like, like a, when I hear Tupac, like the music just aged well. You know, you can listen to his music now and it's still bump. But I don't wanna hear my political leaders or my leaders in my community, the speeches that they gave 40, 50 years ago, and we're still talking about and having the same issues when we've been supporting one particular group. That can only mean leadership that is not aligned with our agenda, that is not aligned with us progressing. So therefore, something needs to change. It just is what it is. Now, let me go back to this list. All right. And just to kind of get on Biden, let me finish it off with Biden. You had Cardi B. It's one thing to have Charlemagne interview you, but then you have Cardi B. I don't even want to spend too much time talking about this, but could you imagine another community? Could you imagine the Jewish community, the Asian community, the Indian community? Like, could you imagine them having Cardi B interview the candidate for the, the president of the United States of America. Like, I can't even say this without, like, stuttering or something just because it's so ridiculous and disrespectful. You have Cardi B, a former stripper who admittedly drugged and did all these other things with God. Like, it is, I'm not trying to 
down I'm not trying to down her on her past, but respectfully, she shouldn't have taken that interview. You should not have accepted that interview because you're not qualified. You do not you do not speak, you do not represent black people. All right? And even if you do represent black people when it comes to the culture, because I, I unfortunately I think you very much do so represent black people when it comes to the culture, but you do not represent the intelligence, the intelligent black community that is needed for us to move forward. All right? You represent the culture that overwhelmingly we've adopted, or I should say, like the culture that we've allowed and have promoted, like I say, I take accountability, we've, you know, we've, we've promoted it. You represent the culture that destroys us. But now you're the person that's gonna interview Biden. So shame on Biden, shame on the Democrats, and shame on Cardi B, and shame on us as black people for even allowing something like that to happen. It's buffoonery. All right, now let me, let me keep going. All right. Yeah, we're done voting for people just because you're black. Sorry. It's not enough. We're done voting. So don't, don't march black people in front of us and thinking that we're just going to rock out with you because, oh, a black person said it. So it must be true. Shoot. Let's look at our community. We, we treat each other just as bad or, or worse than any other community. So you putting somebody black just because they got a suit and tie on in front of me and speak well, I don't care about that shit. I don't care about it. That's what we're, we don't care. We're not going to be finessed, all right? We're not going to let you play clips of the quote-unquote ops, the evil Republicans. We're not going to allow you to play clips of them and, and, you know, oh, they said this, they said that, and us just automatically say, oh, we can't rock with them. No, we will rock with whoever. We will make deals, all right? We're not fans. We are negotiators, all right? That's what we come to the table. We come to the table now to negotiate deals. That's what we're working with. That's what Ice Cube was trying to do, but our ignorant majority wouldn't get behind him and wouldn't support him, which is why you had a bunch of people when Ice Cube came with his plan. It's interesting that the Republicans would meet with him, but the Democrats wouldn't. They said, oh, no, 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 we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. Why? Because it actually put things in place that they would have to address if they got elected. And they don't want that accountability. They don't think that they even deserve to give us that. They don't think that we deserve that, I should say. So, it, it, and, it, and it sucks because you get a guy like Ice Cube who, it's not like Ice Cube you know, they'll try to downplay him, right? Oh, he's just a rapper, you know, but, but it's okay for Cardi B to interview him, interview Biden. But they try to, what, what Ice Cube did was he got experts. He got a Dr. Claude. He got Boyce Watkins, like financial people. He got experts and invited experts to come to the table, black experts, to put together a plan that would, that would, lead us in a direction that we need to go rather than one that we may want to go in or one that is just the comfort the the, the comfortable the comfortable place for us to go so 
we've already had you know somebody like an ice cube come to the table and present a certain plan and we see how the democrats respond it's not like they met with them afterwards they got in office and they said oh yeah thanks 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 blackies and and the nerve of you other ones that that uh didn't support us we're not doing we're still not doing anything for y'all but the nerve of you do not support us that's what happens all right that is just a reality so and, and and please don't try to search google search you know one or two things that the democrats did and they do not keep their word to us there's a reason why we are at the bottom there's a reason why hispanics can come into this country and and other immigrants can come into this country and do better than us and a lot of that is on us all right the lack of accountability we place more hope in people that do not care about us to change our situation than we do on ourselves all right so my mindset is i don't care who's in office just just personally i'm going to i'm going to flourish so i'm going to create relationships and network that and get a certain level of understanding and knowledge reading books researching youtube all these different things i want to develop a certain amount of knowledge to where I, it doesn't matter who's in office that we are able to succeed if i'm not mistaken the asian population is not into voting um, and and don't quote me on this um, but i've read before that the asian population i believe this this may have changed over time but that they weren't as concerned with voting as a lot of you know in the political system or i should say voting you can be involved in the political system even you know without that's another conversation um, real politics is just money who has the money to put up to leverage to get things done however they need to get done but i i learned from a lot of different cultures so what i was going to say is I was going to commend the Asian community and say that I learned a lot from them where, you know, what's most important and how to leverage certain things and how to gain control and power that will allow your voice to be heard. not only your, forget your voice being heard, um, but allow you to be successful and to create an environment that you can flourish regardless of who's in office. All right, so I'm just going back down my list. Uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, we're not going to, I didn't even have this on the list, but uh, just like we're not going to do the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Black Lives Matter was, you talk about, they took black pastors to an entirely another level. Uh, they're scam artists. They're hood pimps. And we see these type of people all the time that they come into the black community acting like they're doing something good, but they're just draining. They're draining your community and they're using it. They used it to leverage uh, other communities to pretty much bully them into supporting uh, Black Lives Matter. However, they did not do anything with the money that they bullied people in, into giving them. They didn't do anything with that money to advance our agenda at all. They were paying their security what almost a million dollars buying million dollar homes all over the, the world i believe islands you know cali all these different places 
Black Lives Matter, they're scam artists. And shame on us for not realizing it when you have parents of deceased victims, children, and adults that have come out, especially with the kids, their parents have come out and spoke and said, Black Lives Matter is getting all this money based on my child dying, but compared to what I received, how are they, like, this doesn't make any sense. So we knew that information, we ignored it, never addressed it, never questioned. You go on the Black Lives Matter uh, website before they took it down because of pressure, uh, and they were saying that their mission, you would look at their mission statement and now, d d this is not don't this is not word for word this is just my interpretation of it which is very close to what it said but obviously i can't say that i'm quoting it word for word but they said that their number one agenda was to destroy the patriarchal family the, the patriarch and all this first off our number one problem is black fathers not being in the home strong black fathers leaders not being in the home the black culture, the black community is a matriarch. Women raise our families. And that's shame on us as black men. Shame on us. However, your mission is to destroy the patriarchy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that, that's not, that doesn't align with the black agenda. Now, I know those leaders have, you know, LGBTQ um, leadership as well. Uh, you know, they it's like George Floyd dies and and, you know, this is supposed to be about a black man dying because he's a black man. Right. And then it's all trans lives matters, all LGBTQ black lives matter. All tra I meant all trans black lives matter. All Why do we have to address every other issue? George Floyd did not die because he was a trans black man or because he was in the LGBTQ black community. He died, I thought this is what y'all said, because he was just black, right? Right? Based on what you guys were, were promoting. Or should I say selling. So you can get people to buy your product and donate to your company. So I don't want to hear, you know, and like I said, they took this mission statement down. If you guys really cared about it, if you really, if that was really the, the, the goal that you guys are pushing, then why take it down? Oh, because your membership was slowing up. I believe there was an article in the either was the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. One of these, one of the New York um, newspapers, they wrote on this. You know, so the Black Lives Matter, their their memberships were slowing down. So now you had to, oh, we got to change something up. Oh, black men aren't supporting. Yeah, nobody's supporting. If you're trying to destroy the patriarch in the black the patriarchy in the black family, what that's that is extremely detrimental to us. But I get it. I'm not, this is, this is for another show, but it's just one of those other things that allows y'all to emasculate the black man and lead to an agenda that you're disguising as a black agenda, but it really is for other community groups. But like I said earlier, when it comes to the LGBTQ community, I can't, certain things we need to learn from, you know, because like it or not, they've 
learned how to finesse the hell out of this system and learn how to, and I don't say finesse in a bad way. My Instagram used to be finesse God. So I don't look at finesse in a bad way, the actual just word finesse, but it, it, it's based on what you're finessing, who you're finessing, and why you're finessing them to get out of what, to get what out of them. So you can't finesse me. I'm not cool with that. You can't finesse my agenda to push yours. So I'm not cool with it. All right, let me get back to this list. I think we pretty much covered everything. Like I said, we, we're, not, we're not getting triggered by the emotional things. We don't care about your promises. All we care about is real results, all right? If you wanna pro promise us something while you're running, then we need to see their stat sheet, just like in sports. I can't just go, yo, I want a um, $100 million guaranteed contract. Okay, let's see what you've done in the past. Nobody's just rocking with you just based on what you say that you're going to do. Oh, yeah, I'm going to score. Uh, I'm going to score. I'm going to have a triple-double, you know, score 30 points, you know, lead us to a championship next year. So just pay me based on that. No, we're going to pay you based on what you've done in the past and assume a trajectory based on those things as well as other information that we can gather. Very simple. So we're going to approach our politicians the same way. We're going to look at your past, you know, what you've done, what you voted on, you know, look at your trajectory, who you've supported, who you've aligned yourself with. And we're going to take that into context with a lot of other things. And we're going to see like, ah, do we think that they would do something based on what they've already done? Don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me what you've already done that aligns with the, you, you did it on a smaller level locally and now you know we can assume possibly possibly depending on how you talking in this you know depending on how you moving who who you're rocking with who you're getting support from and when i say support who's giving you money because that's how this works who's providing these super packs to you to where we 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 bought something now we 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 paid for something and then when you get elected we expect our product see we don't do that we don't understand that. We think that we should just be able to vote. And that voting, man, listen. Okay, cool. Our ancestors died for us to have the right to vote. Okay. So they died for us, you know, years ago for us to have that. Do you think that we were just supposed to stand still and just, oh, just voting is enough? No. Every other group realizes that voting is not just enough. Just, just the act of voting. You have to do more. Now, if we're in the worst possible position, if we're losing then we would have to do even more than them. So if they're putting together different super PACs and all these other different things that are going to, they're gonna use as leverage to get leaders to do what they are telling them to do, then why would, why would we not have to do the same thing or a lot more? All right, and I can, I can tell, I'm probably gonna have to talk about this a lot more you know, with, with a lot of the things that have transpired uh, and a lot of the things that, you know, will transpire. But this is just, it, it's, it's sickening. I, that's why I can't even watch. It, it is disgusting to watch these news channels. Uh, it's disgusting. I don't, I don't watch them. I don't, what's, let's, let's, we are negotiators. 
I don't care about all the other extra talk. Let's negotiate a deal that works in our best interest, period. All right, I think that uh, I think that's enough. I think that's enough for today. This has already been about twice as long as the normal shows, but I, I think it it was required. And like I said, this is a very direct, very direct show. It is what it is. And I should have started off the show by saying, make sure that you share this with your your friends, your family, whoever else that is interested in, you know, being provoked by these conversations, you know, having, I should say, thought-provoking conversations or just kind of sitting down and processing this. We don't initially need to hear this and just automatically have a conversation. That's not what I do. I, I used to do that, you know, shoot, I admit it, but, uh, you know, where you have these conversations, you have these debates. I don't care to have a debate. I just want to sit back, watch how you move, process things, and then make a strategic chess move that is in my best interest, period. With that, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great week. Onward and upward, strength and honor. All right? I'll see y'all soon. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Ha, <laughs> we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly... We hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh -huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it.